They have said you are the single most important witness ever to testify against the mob. I think I am. So there's a word that you use for people who turn, right? Mm -hmm. Who cooperate. You're trying to gulp me into the word? Is, Brad, is that the word you like That's to hear? That's the word. So are you a rat? I look at it as I was betrayed, I betrayed him. Double crosser? Master double crosser. John's a double crosser. I'm a master double crosser. We played chess and he lost. The following podcast is a Carolina Boys production. Welcome back, everyone, to Crime and Entertainment. I'm your host, Hollywood Wade. We got another Behind the Gangster for you. It's been a while since we dropped one of these. I used to love these. This one had to go on ice for a little bit because my pal Anthony Ruggiano actually went out to Arizona and done a few sit-downs with Sammy. He's got some great stuff. You can check it out on Sammy's channel as well as Anthony's. Very good interviews. Very good interviews by those two. Uh, but this is the Behind the Gangster that Anthony and myself done on Sammy the Bull. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's get right into it on Sammy the Bull Gravano on Behind the Gangster. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Ruggiano Jr. And I want to welcome everybody to Reform Gangsters. And I want to welcome my guest back, Wade. How are you, buddy? How you doing, my friend? So another episode of the Behind the Gangster today. These things are going real well. They're going good. They're going very good. People like it. I mean, you know, we're talking about movies. We're talking about people that I know that, you know, these characters are based on. So it's an interesting topic. And and that's always good to get that behind the scenes look because, you know, you can't put everything into a movie. We, we've talked yes. about that in our past episodes. There's only so much. And then Hollywood is going to put their spin on it. But here's a guy that Hollywood could have a field day with if they ever done a standalone. They kind of did with Witness to the Mob, but yeah. Sammy the Bull. Yes. Good, great character that we're going to talk about here today. Now, he's been portrayed in a couple different movies, Witness to the Mob. I think Nicholas Turturro right. portrayed him. Uh, William Forsyth, who's a fantastic actor. Yes. I, I met him the last time I was down here. Yes. Portrayed him in the 96 Gotti movie. Right. And I think, well, Willie DeMeo uh, portrayed him in the Travolta movie, right. Gotti. Yeah. So he's had a lot of people, you know, go that's after right. him on screen. But it's that's just one of those guys. It's kind of hard to get somebody to yeah. capture what he what he is and what he's about. Yeah. And then he had the book, the Underbosses book, I, uh, which was which was pretty much his own story. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, like I said earlier, you know, I know these people personally, and when I see these movies, you know, it's it's hard for me to 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 um, how could I explain it. To look at it realistically, I know them, you know, so like, uh, like, um, and the, the movies, these, like, I, I think like, um, Goodfellas, like I knew them, that was really a spot on movie, uh, Donnie Brasco, that was a spot on movie, Casino, I mean, I didn't know them, but that was a spot on, the movies they made about John, I mean, they were good, like the, the Aminasati movie, I believe was the best one, the Travolta movie, mm -hmm. we all know, you know, didn't do anything in the theaters, it, basically bombed out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't see Travolta as John Gotti personally. And the guys that played Sammy, I don't know. Um, some of them did a good job. I mean, uh, 
but they really, I don't know if they got his essence. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, so William might have been the closest yeah. one to, to get it, in my yeah. opinion, of nailing it on screen. But he's just, he's a fantastic actor. He's a great yes. character actor. So he yes. can he can portray a lot yeah. of different avenues in film. He's been in films like American Me, where he, you know, was part Mexican. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. he can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, he pretty much probably was the best at it. I would love to ask Sammy that question. You know, who yeah. do you think played you the best? Like, I know my father wasn't happy with that cop playing him and yeah. that little scene in Goodfellas. I know that. But, uh, yeah, I would love to ask Sammy that. Hopefully one day I'll get to ask him that question. What does he think about it? You know, like, I, 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 I didn't know Sammy well. I mean, I knew him. I met him. You know, we knew each other. You know, I gave him the respect that he deserved. He was the underboss. I met him when I was a kid with my father when he was just got straightened out with his construction company. And he was always tough. He was always not not stern, but he was, you know, he, he, he you know, he was always... You know, tough. I used to go to his club, Plaza Suite in Brooklyn. He had a disco up there. I would go up there with my father, and we would drink. And uh, he was uh, he'd be up there a few times. And you know, when he became the underboss, like I know, like I said it many times, when I used to go into the Ravenite with Tony Lee, uh, you know, he would be in the back with John, and you know, he wouldn't shake your hand. If you went to shake his hand first, he would just like tell you, you know, nod his head to John, like you had to shake John's hand first. Because I guess because John was the boss, and he would stand, you know, like this. He would post up next to John, um, and I don't think they caught that on screen. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's that's what you have to deal with sometimes. You don't capture, like you said, the whole essence of a person and mm. and how they operated. But again, it's Hollywood. But that's why we got you here today to kind of yeah, yeah. give us a little bit more insight. Now, a lot of people, some may or may not know, depending on how deep you dive into this, but. Sammy was actually with the Columbos first. He was yes. not with the Gambinos. What do you know about his Columbo days? I really don't know much about it. All I know is that he was released by them. He went to them. Some, there was some, some kind of incident. Something happened, and they released him, and then he went with Tato with the Gambinos, and he became, you know, and, he, and he, that's where he became a made member. But, you know, that, it's not an isolated incident. People going from one family to another, it happens um, not often, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's up to the other family if they want to release you. Like, I know my father, he didn't believe in releasing anybody. He was against that. He never released any of his guys to other people. Um, no, that's not true. He released one guy, uh, this guy, Charlie Looney, that was with my father. His uncle was Russ Buffalino from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father released him to them, and they made him in Pennsylvania. Because I said on, on earlier shows that I used to go up to Pennsylvania every year for Christmas to their Christmas party. And it's funny because when I saw the Irishman and Joe Pesky played that character, not to change topics, but a diff but uh, he was the first person to come to my wedding. And that's why I say it all the time. When I watch these movies, I have a different perspective than the average person because I know these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I they came to my wedding. I mean, I know them, you know. And so when I see these movies, to me, sometimes they're comical. Yeah. And I don't mean that to disrespect the actors or disrespect the people they're portraying, but I know them. Like this, 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 um, this uh, Godfather of Harlem thing they're making. Listen, yeah, was there a Bumpy Johnson? Yeah, is there, was there a Chin? Of course. Are they great actors? Yeah, they are. They, he won an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. But the show is a, is a, is a comedy to me. Yeah. But to the average person, like, I know people that love the show. They go, oh, my God. They ask me, is it true? No, it ain't true. Yeah. It's, a, it's a complete joke. It's a comedy to me. Yeah. So, so my perspective with these movies are different than a regular person. But as far as 
portraying Sammy. Yeah, that fella, he did the best. I mean, the movies, they had some, some of it was the truth, some of it was Hollywood, but um, they never catch the essence of it out like the Goodfellows did, Casino did, Donnie Brasco did. They, they caught the grit of it, mm -hmm. I think, more or less. Yeah, and I know when he was with the Columbos, I know he worked up under Anthony Spiro, who's obviously a well-known guy yeah, in La Cosa Nostra. He, he talked about his first hit, a guy named Go, uh, Joe Colucci, I think, right. where he shot him in the car. I mean, the way he talks about it, you know, that hit just kind of changed. I think he said a Beatles song was playing while it was going on. And he said, you know, the Beatles were playing. He shot the guy, the guy slumps over, and that was kind of it. That, that kind of yeah. set him on. But now, for a small period of time, he did leave the life and decide to go straight and was just going to do construction until yeah. he got picked up on a murder beef, which then made him need to go back yeah, to work to, to get some money right, to, to pay these lawyer fees. Because right. I think you and I both know these lawyers don't come cheap. Yeah, I also think he went to beauty school, too, to become a barber. At one point when he was younger, he went to, to become a, 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 a hair cutter. But uh, yeah, um, and that's a turning event in his life. You know, that's the same thing as my father when he did his first hit. You know, he says he was a nervous wreck. And, you know, just like Sammy explained, it's funny because when I listened to Sammy explain that, like you just explained it, you know, I heard Sammy explain it. And then I, and it's like paralleled my father explaining to me his first hit, like uh, those were my bedtime stories. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's sort of like my father would say he was a little nervous and he was in the back seat. And But after the first one, he wasn't nervous anymore. The rest came easy. And I think Sammy feels the same way, you know, um, and that's the stuff they don't, Catching the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. internal stuff they don't catch in the movies. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to c catch all these different little intricate parts of their lives. And just just then that little statement of where saying that he had got out and was straight laced. You think for a minute, had he not got picked up on that murder rap and not had to go to, you know, get a lawyer for it, he may not have gotten back in. Yeah, you think maybe the not. difference of, you know, where La Cosa Nostra would be today if, if there was no Sammy the Bull. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. If there was no Sammy the Bull, there might have been no John Gotti. Just like I said on another show, if there was no Angelo Quackwack, there might have been. I mean, everything is so intertwined with each other. I mean, it's faith. I mean, if certain things didn't happen, you know, uh, life is different. Life yeah. is different. And Sammy, too, like, he was kind of an all over guy. Like he'd done a lot of work for a lot of people. There was a story that I read and I think I've heard about him talk about it on his show, but Angelo Bruno, who was a longtime boss out in um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you know, he got taken out and it was reported. It was his uh, underboss, um, Anthony Caponegro. Right. I think that did it. So the New York called Caponegro in, they were killed. Uh, Phil Testa took over. They called him the chicken man. Um, he was blown up. Yep, he was blown up. They actually, uh, Springsteen put that in one of yeah, his songs. Yeah, yeah. You blew up the chicken, chicken man, man in yeah, Philly yeah. last night. Yeah. So there was another guy that was involved in that, and they put out a hit on him. Now, Sammy, somehow or another, was contracted to do that. Right. His name was uh, Jimmy. I got it in my notes here. Jimmy Keys. Yep. John, yeah. or Johnny Keys, excuse me. And Sammy said when they kidnapped them, they took them somewhere. I think it was off Staten Island or somewhere. I may be wrong on the location. But the guy asked them to take his shoes off before Sammy killed him. And that was like a, a little pact he had made with his wife that right. if a wise guy was going to take him out, he was going to take his shoes I off. He loved her. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's a true story. I mean, that's all real. I mean, you know, Sammy kidnapped the guy, had him for a couple of hours, even became close with the guy. Yeah. I mean, that, but that was Costa Nostra. I mean, that guy went out like a trooper. You know, he yeah. thought, <clears throat> they went through a toll booth. The guy could have called the cops. The guy didn't say a word. I mean, here's the guy who knew he was going to die. 
Sammy winded up having a lot of respect for the guy because that's, you know, and because uh, Sammy was a gangster, you know, and, and the guy went, just like I told the story about Tony Plate, my father wanted to not, he died, you know, and he died like a man, you know. Um, my father used to tell me all the time, a lot of times when people are dying, could know they're going to die, they start calling for their mothers. Mm -hmm. I mean, these men didn't. Um, and I, yeah, I heard that story, Sammy tell that story, that the guy, you know, went out like a trooper and they took his shoes off. There was a, a message to his wife that he loved her and Sammy obliged him. And uh, yeah, because Sammy got, I mean, that's what kind of guy Sammy was that. Here's another family in another city reaching out to New York to clip this guy. And Sammy got the contract and Sammy was smart enough to get close to the guy and, and do it. I mean, Sammy was, uh, was good at what he did. Yeah. I mean, fear. I think Louis Melito, I think, was with him on right. that. Now yeah, later, he wound Louis. up killing Louis himself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Louis died. So in yeah, the movie I mean, Gotti, they try to put out the Gotti? narrative. Gotti ninety six. Okay. They try to put out the narrative that Sammy's killing a lot of these people to gain control of their companies and to take over their business. Right. Louis Melito, uh, DB Bernardo. Mm -hmm. Um, Louis de Bono, they right. try to put it that he's doing that. Was that the case or was there reasons? I know there's, there's rumors of I mean, supposing some of these guys were talking bad about that's, John. That's the rumor. I mean, after these people died, Sammy did run the businesses. I mean, but maybe because Sammy was the underboss, you know what I mean? And it just came to him. Uh, but that was the rumor. I don't know personally, but I mean, that was the rumor in the street that everybody, you know, the joke was, Every time someone dies, Sammy winds up with their business, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, is it true? Is that the reason? You know, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, knowing that life is probably a good possibility that was the reason because mm -hmm. it is about greed. It is about money. Um, so, but I don't know personally. And, uh, and he did wind up with a lot of them companies from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, did so. And. But you know, I mean, listen, not to interrupt you, even though he winded up with those companies, you could bet John got his end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not wasn't all, you know, this guy got killed and Sammy got, yeah, Sammy got the business to run, but the boss who was John got yeah. his end. Don't worry about that. Yeah, the, the, the check still yeah, went up. So, <laughs> of course. So it wasn't all, it wasn't all, you know, they might say it was all Sammy, but it, in reality, it wasn't all Sammy. I forgot that line that Tony uh, Soprano said in the in the Sopranos. It was like shit runs downhill and money comes it, up. Money, comes so up. yeah, you can best believe whoever had it, John right. was still money getting his end. Money goes up. Money go. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You think John? Knowing John, there's no way that someone would have got clipped that John would have made Sammy take over the company and not get an end. That ain't happening. There's no way that's going to happen. No way. Now in the movie, they portrayed him as not somebody that was very flashy, very low key, didn't go out a lot, was, would go home at night, didn't really, you know, sleep around on his wife. I mean, they, they portrayed him as a very cool, calm, collected guy. I think they kind of yeah. broke his balls about it in the club that night. I think uh, John was like, this is the world's first pussy whipped hitman." They called him. So yeah. was that kind of true to what you know of? Yeah, or? from what I heard, yeah. I mean, his daughter talks about it all the time, that he would come home every night and he was just that. Yeah, but there was a lot of guys like that. I mean, there was a lot of wise guys. You know, I know wise guys that went to church every Sunday and they were killers. You know, I, there was this guy, Mike Catalano. He was an old-time wise guy from my father from the 50s. He used to go to church every Sunday, and my father used to tell me, he goes to church every Sunday. I wonder if he confesses what he did in L.A. Like, he never told me what he did in L.A., but I can imagine if they flew this guy from Manhattan to L.A., somebody got killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he used to go to church every Sunday. Yeah, I believe it. You know, I never saw—listen, I, 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 I was out a lot. Um, 
I and I went out a lot with John Gotti to clubs, to to regimes, to pastels, to the Brown Derby, to restaurants. Sammy never never was with us. Mm-hmm. But he did have his own club. You're talking about yeah, the Plaza. But that now. was way before he was the underboss. Right. He was a, a soldier at the time. He had he had his own club, and I think he had an office downstairs. But you know, but a lot of Wise guys had clubs. My father always owned bars. That was like home base. That was like where he hung out, where you knew you could, if you needed to see Sammy, go to Plaza Suite. Like if you knew, if you need to see Fat Andy, go to Cafe Liberty. If you need to see John Gotti, go to the Bergen Hunt Fish Club, you know. So every wise guy had a spot to go to. And from what I understand, that was a pretty happening spot. It had some good acts come through there. It was definitely happening. It was, yeah, it was big. I mean, uh. I used to go up there with my father. The last time I was up there, I was with my father and Alley Boy Persico and my sister. My sister used to, my, actually, my sister hung out there more than us. She used to go there all the time, my kid's sister. But, uh, yeah, until someone got clipped outside and then they had to close it down. Uh, there was a murder outside and uh, that was the end of the Plaza Suite. But, yeah. Uh, but I, Sammy never, as, all the times I went out with, when I was in John's company and I went out to clubs with John, Sammy never was with us, so he wasn't much of a partier that I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people do behind closed doors, but what I saw, he wasn't much of a partier. Yeah, that's kind of how they portrayed it. And then, yeah. you know, obviously he seemed loyal to whoever was in charge. He seemed sort of had that old school mindset of the boss of the boss of the boss. Obviously he wanted what his what he wanted coming to him, but he seemed to be loyal, so they kind of had to tread lightly when they were thinking about Taking him out. I think yeah. we talked earlier in, a, in another episode, Angelo Ruggiero actually is the one supposedly that kind of broke the news to Sammy that they were thinking about uh, taking yeah, him out. They had to get Sammy in, in, in the fold. Yeah, he was old school, Sammy. He was mafia. He was old school. You know, even when John became the boss, you know, like I said, he wouldn't shake your hand first. You had to shake John. And it used to make t- Tony used to get so mad that he used to do that. But uh, that's how that's, you know, what he believed. That was the system. And to hear him tell some of the stories, him and John were sitting right outside the car when Paul, you know, yeah, was taking right out him and Tommy Bellotti was, right was taking out yeah, they were right up the I mean, he he planned, he spoke about it too. He planned the whole hit. Mm-hmm. It was his scheme. Mm-hmm. And when my father, when I went to, after it happened, and Tony Lee and I went to visit my father because my father was dying to know what happened. When are you going to come see me? When are you going to come see me? Because, you know, he wanted to, he was dying, like, to know what happened. So finally we went up to see him, and Tony Lee told him the whole, and then the whole thing, and he said, wow, that was really, that was a genius plot, you know, to do it like that. And right in the middle of the day, you know, in, in the middle of Manhattan, and, you know, um, and that was all Sammy put that all together. So he yeah. was uh, he was good at what he did. Yeah. And that I think I, we might have spoke about this in past episode too, but that guy that owned Sparks, you know, his business went through the roof. Yeah, it's, it's known. Yeah. And I think there was a guy a couple of stores down. He's like, if I'd have known it was going to do that for his business, I wish he'd have killed him in front of my place. <laughs> yeah, down exactly. Yeah. yeah. So those kind of things yeah. can can live in infamy because you see that sign of him laying out half out of that uh, car he was driving. I don't know if that was a Lincoln you know, or whatever. Someone it was. told me too that they don't see. That's why the movies are. Some of them are good and some of them are shit, but they don't. Catch you, you can't put everything into the movie. Right. Like someone told me that that was on the hit team that, you know, was one of the guys that were involved in it, that when Paul got out of the car and saw the guys coming to him, he actually like went to shake their hand. Like when he like, saw them, like 
out of recognition, like he went to shake their hand and they blessed him. Like that's how, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, all, all interesting stuff. And then there's a key scene, at least to me anyway, in the 96 Gotti, when Armand and the guy that's um, playing Frankie Locke, who will have an episode coming a little bit later about, they're sitting there talking and it's like, you know, did you ever hear, you know, DB say a crossword about me? And he's like, no, no, John. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, all right, well, Louis de Bono, did you ever hear a, a crossword? No. And it's kind of like they're talking and they're figuring out that mm -hmm. Sammy may be saying that, you know, certain people said things just to get right. these people taken out. It kind of starts to click in their mind. But then all these guys get arrested. When these guys got arrested, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that Sammy would turn? No. No, never. You know, and and I and I and I talk about it, and I said it. I, I tell the story many, many times. I was in prison. I was in state prison. I was in. I was in Allenwood. Um, I was in not Allenwood. I was in um, Otisville State Prison in reception, and I was with this guy named Bobby. His nickname was Bobby the Jew. He was Italian. That was his nickname. I don't know why he had that name, but that's what we used to call him, Bobby the Jew. Um, and he was in reception with me. He's a wise guy now. He got straightened out later on. And we used to walk the yard every night, him and I, because we knew each other from the street with John and everybody. He used to hang out in the Raven night, this guy. And one night he was late to come out to the, for the, to the yard. So I waited for him, and he came out. And as soon as he walked up to me, he went, oh, my God, I just got off the phone. He said, that, we used to call John that guy. We never said John. We used to say that, that guy. We knew it was John. He goes, that guy's co-defendant flipped. And I said, who, Frankie? Like, to me, right away, Frankie Lowe came into my brain. I said, who, Frankie? He went, no, Sammy. I said, Sammy, are you kidding me? I said, that's the end of John. You know, and then we just walked, you know, we were very upset over it. You know, like, he, we, it was just, it wasn't, you know, I was upset because I was close. John always liked me. You know, I got along great with John. He always looked out for me. Um, and I knew that was probably going to be curtains for him. And, uh, yeah, that's how I found out. And... I think the 96 movie, I, I, I would give that movie a more heads up than the, the, I think the Travolta movie, the difference between the 96, I think Armand Asante was the best John Gotti. Yeah. But I think the difference, my opinion, the difference between the 96 movie and the Travolta movie is John Jr. Yeah. That's the difference. John Jr. didn't have his hands in the 96 movie, but he had his hands all over the John Travolta movie, that's why there's some, that's why it's a little different than the 96 movie, especially with certain, like what you talked about earlier, that's because John Jr. was involved in the, right. in the 90, in the night, like with, uh, in the 96, in the John Travolta movie, that's the difference between the two movies. Jr. was involved in the Travolta movie and not the other two movies or the 96 movie. Yeah, and that movie went through a ton of rewrites, reboots, directors. Originally, I think Stallone was signed on to play Gotti. In and the that, beginning. And that fell yeah. apart. I think yeah. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were yeah. involved. Well, Joe Pesci, the, I think, sued them. He did. He put yeah. on a lot of weight, from yeah. what I understand, to play, yeah. uh, I think, uh, Ruggiero. Yeah, he sued them. And then the production got halted, and then he sued them. Yeah, because yeah, he had put on quite yeah. a bit of weight to, to do yeah. that. I role. don't know whatever happened to that, but he sued them. But I think that's the difference. Between between the movies that uh, Junior had his hands on, I mean, and I mean Junior. I mean, I just couldn't, you know, like I couldn't, because like I said, I have a different perspective on these movies than the average person, because I know these people. Like, 
for me personally, not don't get me wrong, John Travolta is a great actor. I mean, you know, um, but to me, he's Vinnie Barbarino. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, welcome back, Carter. You know, he's not John Gotti. You know, yeah. and he's Vinnie Barbarino. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, when I look at that movie, I just get, get I just can't get past. It's John Travolta playing John Gotti. I, I can't get past it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have not watched the whole movie from beginning to end. I watch it in bits and pieces because I just can't get past John Travolta. And nice, like I said, not because he's a bad actor, because I just can't see him as John Gotti. Yeah. Knowing John Gotti the way I know John Gotti. I just can't see him. I could see De Niro playing John Gotti, a younger De Niro, not him today. He's 79 years old. Right. I could see uh, a Goodfellows De Niro playing John Gotti, oh, a casino De Niro playing John Gotti. I think he would have been a great John Gotti because just out of those other roles, they he, he acted more like John Gotti playing other characters than... These people act as playing John Gotti. If that makes does that yeah. if that makes sense to you? Yeah, no, it yeah. does one hundred percent. So when Sammy does flip, obviously it's detrimental to the Gambinos. I mean, John goes down, Frank Lacasio goes down, a number of other people, you know, go down through all this, and then he was really he wasn't the first to do it. Obviously, there's people that's been documented on record that's done it before. Um, what's the Abe Rellis? Abe Kid Twist Relis done it. Murders Incorporated. Um, Valachi. Valachi uh, Joe Valachi. So he wasn't the first, but I think he was probably his made the biggest impact, I would think, at that time. Because John was all over the news. He's on Time Magazine. Oh, yeah. And so now when he does this, you know, it, it puts John down. And then he really, I guess it, the life was just so much in him. He gets the, I forgot how many years he wound up doing, even after all the murders, because the government wanted Gotti. Yeah. They really, at the end of the day, they yeah. didn't give a damn how many people Sammy killed. They wanted Gotti. Right. So they get their man, and then he goes to Arizona, and he still stays in, you know, somewhat of a criminal lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, he did five years with the murders. I mean, I, I think he did around five years. He gets out, he gets relocated to Arizona, and then eventually he gets locked up for selling ecstasy, you know, he still to this day says he, he he just did it to protect his family, yeah. that he wasn't hands-on. I mean, law enforcement says otherwise because of the tapes they have. Um, you know, his son was involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and he wind up doing, what, another 17 years. Um, knowing Sammy, knowing what we know about Sammy, was he involved? I it's hard to say. I mean, you know, it's hard to say. I, I, I want to I wanna believe that he wasn't, that he really did just get involved to protect his family, his mm -hmm. son and his daughter, because, I mean, it would be terrible. You know, like, I, I could, I, I, I look at myself like, if I was, if I, if I was going to cooperate and then still commit crimes, you know, he, he's just, he, I think he's, I, I would always think he would be smarter than that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Yeah. And you know you're already under the, the watch list. I right. mean, you're living up under the yeah. government yeah. already. And you know they're not going to, and the government's not going to do nothing for you. Right. Because it's a, it's a blight. It th makes them look bad. Like here, here we are. You killed X amount of people. We put you back in the street and, and, and you want to commit crimes. Don't get me wrong. A lot of, there's guys that cooperate that, that, that are committing crimes mm -hmm. because they, that's just who they are. They don't have, they just don't want to change. They don't, they don't have the capacity or to create new things. I don't want to believe that Sammy was uh, uh, 
incapable of that. You know, because he was an intelligent guy. He knew how to earn money. And uh, I want to believe that he just did it to help his family. Yeah. You know, I, can, I can see him doing yeah, that. I can yeah. see him taking that yeah. bit. I mean, he's already you know, a little older. Because and... that's what kind of guy he was. He wasn't going to let his kids go to jail. He wasn't right. going to get a, let his wife go to jail. That wasn't happening. You know what I mean? He, he was too much of a man for that. He wasn't going to do that. Right. You know, just like I wouldn't do that or you wouldn't do that. Um, and he took it on the chin. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets out. He starts his own podcast. Yeah, and he's doing he's, very well. He's doing great. He's Hollywood Sammy. Yeah. I'm waiting to go on his new show. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sammy. <laughs> open open invite yeah, there yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. man. Yeah. Now, Our Thing TV. <laughs> Our Thing TV is doing yeah. well. The things he's done in the past with Francis have been very yeah, well. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I guess to have somebody that is now free to give all those pieces of information, a lot like we're doing here, that was that hands-on, that they're involved with all those murders right there with John. I mean, it's... You know, whether people agree with the decision Sammy made or not, it's still must-see TV for people that are of course. You know, interested in this industry. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was, it's a unique lifestyle. And not, you know, that's why, I mean, it's, very, it's a unique lifestyle. And not everybody could live it. Not everybody could do it. And, 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 and it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And people want to know about it because, the, you know, it's like I said, it's a unique lifestyle. You know, we were talking about it earlier, you know, like... Um, the the Uvis, the murder that took place on 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 Christmas Eve of the people that were robbing social clubs. I mean, here it is, Christmas Eve. They're gunned down in front of a church in Ozone Park, and the shooters, I'm sure, after that murder, went home and had fish dinner with their families because Italians eat fish on Christmas Eve, this feast of the seven fishes, and put toys together for their kids. I mean, how it's a unique lifestyle, and people are intrigued by it, you know? Yep, yep. sure is. Well, I mean, did you have any personal interactions with Sammy throughout the streets, or were you kind of running on different sides? Did you have any no, personal No, no, I mean, not, I never did any business with him. Okay. My father did. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I would see him all the time at the Raven night, you know, I was, hello, how are you? You know, we have a few words, you know, a couple of, uh, I met him one time. I went there with some girls. It was uh, on this feast, St. Gennaro feast. And he was in there and he was laughing. I walked in with two girls that I, were up from Florida. They were friends of mine, good looking girls. Um, and he was there, but I met him a lot. Most of the times, you know, at weddings, at Christmas parties, and, uh, and at the Raven night, and we would always talk. We were, I was always respectful to him. He always said hello to me, asked me, you know, how's your father, you know. Um, yeah, I got along well with him, but I never did any business with him. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it seems looking back over the track, I mean, obviously he did, he had a lot of successful businesses himself, but looking back from another perspective, I don't know if I'd want to get too close to the business. I don't know if I, I want my business to get too big, because then it became yeah. where you're kind of looking back over here, yeah. well, I might want that for me, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? I, I never had that. I didn't have anything that big to worry about. Yeah. But, I, you know, listen, for me, I can only speak for me. I knew a lot of guys that were killers. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my father's friends did work for the, for the mob, you know, and, and I never, you know, it didn't phase me. Like, I was in that frame of mind. Like, even in prison, I was in Art to Kill in 79, and I, had, I was in a four-man room with three murderers and me. And guys used to ask me, how do you sleep in that room at night with them three people? It, you know, like, you know, they were all Italian, you know, Stevie Mangano, Tommy Barbado, and Salvatore Genisi. You know, they were, they, they were three murders. They were all in there for murder. Well, manslaughter, murder, 
And, uh, and I, you know, I used to tell everybody, yeah, I just feed them veal cutlets. Because <laughs> my mother used to bring me up veal cutlets. They go, how do you sleep in there with them three guys? I said, I, I just feed them veal cutlets. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, I just grew up in that environment. So it didn't, you know, I didn't look at it that way. Well, I mean, and at the end of the day, Sammy said at the end, I think it was, it was one of them interviews that he did. I don't know if it was Diane Sawyer or, or which one, but he said, you know, John and I both played games. He played checkers. I yeah. played chess yeah. and I won. And so. a checkmate. Yeah. All right. It. Well, I think that's about wraps it up. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. To oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Getting back to the gangster stuff here on Crime and Entertainment. We know you guys enjoy that as gals as well. If you're enjoying the show, please head on over to all our uh, audio platforms, uh, such as Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Please like and review. Give us a comment. Five stars, purple hearts, rabbit's feet, whatever you can do over there to help drive us up the charts. Really Helps the show, helps keep the lights on here, so to speak. Also on the YouTube, head on over there, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you get notified every time we drop a video. And on all the social medias, Facebook, Crime, the and Symbol and Entertainment, Instagram, Crime, the letter N and Entertainment, and of course, TikTok's Crime and Entertainment. We're everywhere you get your social media fix, folks. So please like and share the show. That really helps, too. Sharing it really puts out the word for Crime and Entertainment, trying to grow the show a little bit. We hope everyone enjoyed this show. We hope everyone is enjoying everything we're putting out, and we will see you next week on Crime and Entertainment.